What's going on, America? This episode of the Dear America podcast is brought to you by my friends at Black Rifle Coffee. Look, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Drink America's coffee. Stop being a sissy about it. Stop giving your money to these communist coffee organizations that spit in your face and hate everything that you stand for. Go drink America's coffee and support my friends at blackriflecoffee.com today. All right, what's going on, America? And welcome to a new episode of the Dear America podcast. Uh, it is our first episode after Christmas. And wow, what a roller coaster that was. I hope all of you had uh, an amazing Christmas, an amazing time. Uh, I just, it's an opportunity for us to just realize that things are things are not always as bad as they seem, or it's an opportunity for us to just simply reset for a moment, a time for us to spend time with those that we love. And I hope that you were able to do that. I hope that you were able to have uh, an amazing time with your family. I hope that Santa showed up for your children. I hope that you were able to see your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your cousins, your aunties, your uncles, all of the above and I'm praying for all of you. I think it's half a million people are stranded currently because they can't get flights out of what, you know, to get back home. Thanks, Pete Buttigieg, for that. Uh, another reason why I don't like flying, guys, I, I will take my own odds of driving myself out of places over an airplane any day. And also just because I hate airplanes just across the board. So today <clears throat> I figured we have, if you include today, right now, there's five days left in 2022. So I thought that I would talk about New Year's episode. We're going to talk about, you know, you know, goals for 2023, I guess. But, you know, since there's five days left in 2022, I want to talk about the five things that I have learned in 2022 that have drastically changed me and how I think and what I feel. And, and all of this is on the heels of yesterday. I made a post, uh, and I meant it, uh, I meant it. Uh, this is what is happening. Uh, but I'll read it for you here. I made this post and I simply said, things are changing. Over the next three weeks, I am focusing on my family, traveling across the country, having meetings with friends that I respect, and searching to find what direction our lives will take moving forward. It is time for a change, and I know what needs to be done. The show, this show, <laughs> Dear America, will proceed as normal, but my social media will be light as I take this time to focus on the next move, direction, and the path God has for me and my family. It has been a wild eight years. Man, has it really been eight years? Goodness. I, mm. <laughs> it has been a wild eight years. Now it's time to figure out the new focus and direction 
on the next eight years. And to do that appropriately, I need to focus on the right things. God bless you guys. See you in a few weeks. Graham. Well, of course, I can't say anything deep like that without everybody freaking out. And so um, I figured what I would do is I would talk about five things that I have learned personally over this past year that has radically changed my perspective about a lot of things. And I know that you guys that follow the show regularly, you know this, you've heard this, you've sensed this. Um, Most people can tell, but I feel it's important because I I made a commitment the past, uh, I don't know, a couple episodes ago that I was no longer just going to hold my tongue anymore simply because you just fall in line. I was going to tell the truth. And by telling the truth, I'm going to tell you five things uh, that has led to this decision for this, for this, I don't know, this uh, uh, sabbatical, if you will, but it's never really a sabbatical because I still have to do this show. So there never really is an unplug, but I guess we'll just jump into this thing and we'll just have some honest conversations. So very first part of the year, uh, last year of 2022, um, uh, the day before my birthday, I got a phone call from president Trump and the phone call was, was very cordial. I mean, it was very nice of him to do it. He didn't have to do it, but, but it was the phone call that sent me down kind of this 12 month spiral, um, this 12 month, um, just trying to refocus who I am and what, what it is I believe and not so much change what I believe, but it just, it just changed everything. And it was the phone call on January 28th, 2022 of president Trump asking me to get out of the congressional race because he was going to be endorsing the state representative that the South Carolina GOP wanted named Russell Fry. Now, full transparency, I got nothing against Russell Fry. He was a nice guy, but I will never forget the words that President Trump said to me. You know, you know, Graham, we love you. Whole family loves you. Uh, got two candidates, one good candidate, one great. Uh, but I've got my hurdles too. And I'll never forget hearing President Trump say those words. I've got my hurdles too. And so number one was the realization that the idea that the Republican Party can be changed is a lie. That's the first realization. It's the first realization of 2022, the, 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 the true thing. And, and it, to hear President Trump, a man who's supposed to be unmovable, by politics, by the deep state, by uh, political corruption, to hear him say those words. Now, I want to be very clear. Those were his exact words. I've got my hurdles too. And you can interpret that multiple different ways. Uh, This is how I interpreted it. Russell Fry was the state GOP pick. The SCGOP was leveraging President Trump's team hard for Russell Fry. Drew McKissick is the South Carolina uh, GOP chairman, (laughs) and he is a piece of work, man. And he hated me, hated me. Yeah, I mean, and so anyway, so what that meant to me was I'm going to be running for president in 2024. 
South Carolina is the kickoff state to uh, a presidential race. I can't go to war with the South Carolina GOP over this race. So do I think Russell Fry is a, a nice enough guy? Sure. Do I think he's the fighter that's needed in Congress? No, not really. And that's nothing against him. I just know how dark it is. And that whole process was political. It wasn't making the right decision, in my opinion. And some people would say, oh, you lost, you know, sore loser. I don't think I was a sore loser. I took it on the chin nationally, right? I mean, no one else dropped out of the race uh, except me. I'm the only one that honored what I said I was going to do, even though it was a national embarrassment. But it was because of the good old boy, corrupted establishment, forgotten their place politicians that forget that it's we the people that have the power. And when I saw that that even affected President Trump, <laughs> it just, it fundamentally changed everything. It fundamentally changed my thought process, my outlook. It, it, it just, it completely and utterly sent me on, uh, I guess you would say a 12, almost a 12 month tailspin because I realized, wow, it's all corrupt. Every bit of it, that there is no good side. So that's number one. Uh, number two, I realize that our only shot to save America is to go after the soul of America. Okay, so the past eight years, uh, I have been fighting for something that I truly believed in. I, I believed that if, if we made enough noise, eventually we would win. And I was willing to fall on the swords. I was willing to, to take the punches, take the blows, because I believed that conservative values and the, or the, the Republican side of things was the answer and that they were going to do their job. But Tyler Boyer, the COO of Turning Point USA, just did a poll two days ago. And it, it, it kind of went like this. If the national Republican leadership doesn't change, are you more or less likely to help the Republican Party uh, in 2024? 3% said they're more likely to help. 8% said I'll still stay involved. 36% said they are less likely. And 53% said I won't help at all. Because people realize that it is exactly what I just said they realize that it's all a game. They're all corrupted. And th here is the reason why people in Republican politics are not saying this out loud and really jumping on this, because they know that we are dangerously close to a branching off of another party. Call it the conservative party. Call it the Patriot party. Call it the America first party. Call it whatever you want to call it. We are dangerously close. Like the Republican Party is dangerously close to legitimately splitting, I would say 60-40. Some people would say in half. I would say <clears throat> it's probably 60-40, more the super conservative America first side, MAGA Republicans, as Joe Biden would say. But then if that happens, <laughs> uh, we have no shot to beat the Democrats ever. 
because Democrats aren't breaking at all, right? Like, like they are lockstep with each other. And so it is a, it's a rigged game. It's a stacked against you game. And so I guess number two, a redefined thing is I just realized that politicians are not going to save us. The government is not going to get its crap together and finally figure it out and start doing the right thing. There's no chance. There is no saving the government. It is gone. It is corrupted. It is lost. It is it just just the other day passing the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill. Nobody wanted that. The entire country said no, but yet they still passed it because they have turned their backs on us and they do not care. That's the truth. Lindsey Graham Senator here in South Carolina should have been ousted a long time ago. He is a warmongering, liar, political snake, but yet it just keeps happening. Number three, and this comes, uh, you know, let me be very careful, but very intentional when I say this. Number three, Trump has some serious problems within his team, within his, I don't know, his is people that he listens to on a daily basis. And then therefore you can say, well, it's the people advising him and the people guiding him. Well, my response to that is how long are we going to keep saying that before we say, well, everybody keeps telling Trump that these people advising him are morons and they don't know what they're doing. And he keeps listening to them. When does it become Donald Trump's fault? And this is not me turning on Trump. That is not what this is. This is me asking the honest question. And this is how I have changed and I have matured over the past year because my eyes have been open to what so many people will never see. Kevin McCarthy, right? I kept calling Mike McCarthy the other day. Kevin McCarthy is most likely going to be the Speaker of the House, right? But Kevin McCarthy actively spent money against Donald Trump's picks in Alaska, actively held money uh, in support for Donald Trump's and Mitch McConnell, actively withheld funds to help the Republican candidates in Arizona. I mean, actively actively went against Donald Trump and Donald Trump's picks, right? And then those picks ended up not winning because of that active campaign against. And then a mere three weeks later, Donald Trump endorses Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House? What? How much, how much sense does that make? That, the, the answer is it doesn't make any sense. And it's all politics and it is all a game and it is all a lie. Every single bit of it is a lie. And so I, I love Tyler Boyer from Turning Point USA, but, but, but his poll is based off of real world stuff, real people. Now, this poll is primarily conducted by people that have not seen what I have seen, have not heard what I have heard, but yet they feel the same as I do. Charlie Kirk said it best. If you lose the voices of the Republican Party, your Ben Shapiro's, your Dan Bongino's, your Charlie Kirk's, me, if you want to put me in that category, I don't know. If you lose those voices, 
it's over. It's done. And you are losing those voices. Ron DeSantis, whatever, it has nothing to do with Ron DeSantis. The Republican Party is losing 60% of its base, and it will fracture. The Republican Party will fracture. There will be, and, and I know people are already like, we already have three uh, parties. We have the Independent Party. Shut up. No, we don't. <laughs> the, the Independent Party doesn't do anything ever we are very close to the Republican Party splitting in, you know, fine, call it half. But I, again, I still think it's 60-40. But it will happen. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. It will happen. The divide between the establishment rhino right and the conservative MAGA Republicans, if you want to call us that, the America First Republicans is becoming bigger and bigger, and people are becoming angrier and angrier, and people are seeing the hypocrisy and seeing the truth. It will happen. Number four, the only answer we have in this entire thing is God. That's it. That's it. Our country is not losing itself because of politics. It's not. That, that, is, that is the symptom of the actual disease. The disease is the soul of this country. We have lost all moral values. We have lost all, all core heart values. We've lost all soul values. We have people that are for mutilation of genitals of children. We have people that are for puberty blockers for children. We have people that are for uh, sexual attractions to minors. We have people that are for abortion. We have people that are for censorship of free speech. We have people that are for removal of our second amendment rights. We have people that are for removing the constitution in general because it was written by slave owners. We have people that are for all of these things. We have people that are anti Christian values. Again, we've said it once, we've said it a million times. How many times do we have to say it? The only religion that is attacked openly in America is Christianity. The end. Those are the only people. The only way to move forward is through Jesus. And it starts with the churches. Our churches have to do better. Our churches have to start preaching the entire word of God. Our churches have to start speaking up and standing up for truth because we've lost Gen Z. Gen Z is gone, man. I mean, they are gone. Even the good Gen Zers are still gone. The only option and the only way that we can move forward, and it's not a quick fix, it's a 10 to 15 year fix, is to go after the current generation of parents with children under the age of 17 and to go after children under the age of 17 in the church and preach them the whole truth of the gospel of God, the end. That's the only way. That is the only way we move forward, folks. That is the only way that things even have an opportunity to get better. And I am not sure that the government still makes it. I'm just talking about the soul of America. We can't agree on anything. Nothing. I say Merry Christmas. People are like, Christmas is a pagan holiday. And other people are like, Christmas was never a pagan holiday. It was this. And other people are like, blah, 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 blah. Shut up. God is the only answer. And number five, and this has been the biggest one internally. I have learned <laughs> what some people would be like, well, duh. 
And and I would say you're right. It is a duh statement, but but it's not an easy duh statement to make until you do it. I've realized that fame, notoriety, money, achieving the mountaintop of whatever you believe success is to be, I realize that it brings you absolutely nothing but more sadness, more being lost, more depression, if you will, and just being alone than you can ever imagine. And yes, this is me being vulnerable and talking in real time. I I have seen so many people commit suicide this year. I have seen so many people that look like they've got it all together on the outside just fall and just break, mentally break, because it is just not, it's not the point. And therefore, if it's not the point, it's not worth it. I've watched people lose their whole families for money and success, and they literally learn nothing. They move away. They buy a bigger house in another state, and they don't realize that none of that stuff matters, man. I've learned very quickly that 98% of the people that have worked for the team over the years, they don't... They don't care about me at all. They don't care about any of it at all. It was just a paycheck. And, you know, that's fine. I mean, I can't really fault them for that. But it's it's never what I wanted. I never wanted it to be that way. It's something that I can't personally maintain that way. And I realized, and this is my fifth point, like I said, I realized that I had created over the past eight years a roaring freight train, steam engine that I can't stop. And I realized that I now operate in a system of instead of being the guy that says the things that other people cannot say. You know, if you remember back in the heyday before social media crippled everybody, you know, I would do maybe five videos a month, maybe, maybe. Now, they would all get, you know, 30 million views each, but I would do maybe five videos a month because I I just spoke about what I felt needed to be talked about and that was it. And now we live in a world where this 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 monster has been built to where I am required to speak about everything always constantly because just like in showbiz, the show must go on. And in the past year, I have just been searching and searching and searching to try to figure out how do I get back to being able to be the guy that says what we all want to say, but only when I want to speak versus I'm required to speak. Because when you're required to speak, you naturally start to lean towards a certain a certain understanding of, well, you got to do what makes the people happy because by making the people happy, you make the sponsors happy. And by making the sponsors happy, you keep the employees happy because they have a job. And by keeping the employees happy, you have people around you and you're not alone. And by being not alone, you're not forced to face the reality of who are you outside of this 
machine that you have created. And that one's a tough one. (laughs) That one is a very difficult one to answer. And that one is very difficult to explain. Hence the, the post. And, and this is the part where I'm just going to speak to you honestly, because I, I really need all of you to hear me here. For the past eight years, I have devoted my life to this, man. I could have been so much richer doing things that mattered none. You know, like my kids love Mr. Beast and stuff. And, and I like the guy well enough. I think he's, you know, I think he's cool. Um, do I think, but, 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 but he tapped into a thing that it was just fun to do, right? It was fun and all the social media people love him and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, as conspiracy theorists as this may sound, I just don't believe that anyone has true success to Jake Paul, you know, Logan Paul, Mr. Beast magnitude without some kind of some kind of something going on in the background. I just don't believe it because the big tech only lets go what they want let go, right? I could have made so much more money just being funny and just doing skits and just, you know, figuring out ways to uh, bless people and record it, you know, all those other kind of things that go super viral. But I chose to go the hard route. I chose to do the thing that I knew would be it like this. And here's another thing. I, I saw some people commenting on my post. And they're like, oh, Graham realizes that Trump is dead. So now he's got to go find a real job. Well, I've had a real job for a long time. I employ a lot of people. I, I, I know business very well these days. But what most people don't realize is I can't go get a normal job, <laughs> even if I wanted to. I can't, I can't go get a normal job. Even if that was the case, even if all this, even if I was bankrupt tomorrow, I can't even go get a normal job because of who I have been for the past eight years. Because what's one of the first things jobs check these days? Social medias. (laughs) I can't go anywhere without people recognizing me and knowing who I am, either good or bad. I can't go get a normal job. So again, brings me back to the point. (laughs) You realize that life is not money. Life is not success. Life is not how many people you can impress. Life is about your family. Well, life is about your relationship with God, your family, and a purpose-driven life. And I need all of you to hear me from my heart when I say that. God, family, purpose-driven life. I've made it to the top, and I have never been more miserable in my entire life. I have never felt more alone in my entire life. I have never felt less as a person in my entire life. It is not worth it. The hustle, the grind, whatever it is you want to call it, it is not worth it. God, family, purpose-driven life, those are the things that matter. And so that's the reason for the post. And over the next three weeks, shoot, it may even be the next month. I don't know. I am on a mission and meeting with several people and and just, just talking with my family and everything 
to figure out purpose again. Because I have refocused God at the forefront of my life. My family has always been there, but even more so now. But I have got to refocus the purpose. And I, and I challenge you to do the same moving into 2023. Because those are the five things that I've realized in 2022. And I hope that those realizations have helped you. I hope that those realizations have inspired you. I hope that you do not make the same mistakes that I did over the past eight years. And I hope that by me being honest with you, it helps you live a fuller life, a happier life, and a purpose driven life. That's all we have for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. I hope it inspired you. If it did, make sure to share it with five of your friends and get them to subscribe to the show. Leave us a review and leave us five stars. It helps us send the ratings. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Dear America podcast. And we'll see you all again next time.